Hey, what's up? My name is Dusty Otis. I am the lead pastor here at The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for taking part of your day to be a part of this church, to engage in this message, and for supporting our ministry. It means more than you know. None of what we get to do happens without you. I pray that today's message speaks to your heart. I hope that it helps you move forward in your relationship with God, and I hope that you become just a little bit better in following Jesus because you took the time to listen today. Enjoy the message. Happy Fourth of July. Everybody say happy Fourth of July. Hopefully you love your country. It's going to be good. We're in our greater series. Last week talked about a greater you. Today we're talking about a greater country, and I'm not a history major or teacher, so it's not going to be like that. So I've not had the chance to meet you yet. My name is Dusty. I'm the lead pastor here. Thankful for your time. Thankful that you're gathering with us today at The Grove. I got two things I want to celebrate. Pastor Robert and Julie Emmett just celebrated 43 years of marriage, and they're back today, which is amazing. And then Dennis, who I've seen grow more than anybody here, is celebrating a birthday tomorrow. He was born on the 4th of July, so Dennis, happy birthday. And so uh, at The Grove, we gather because we want you to become more, to get better, and to believe. We want you to believe the truth. And so we gather, we grow, and we go in community. And so then, uh, if you're giving with us today, the Bible says in Malachi 3.10, there's instruction on the screen, but the Bible says in Malachi 3.10, that bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. We had six people give last weekend. That's a record. No, we've never had six people give at once back there in that black box. And so if you're giving, today you can grab the envelope and the seat back in front of you. But Malachi 3.10 says, bring the whole tithe, which is 10%, into the storehouse. And God says, test me in this. When God says, test me, that means... He's going to back it up, all right? Not very often in Scripture we see God say, test me. God says, test me this and see if I will not open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing on you that you will not have room to store it. And I'll just say this. Elizabeth had an amazing story of giving last week. The first time that Ross and his family gave here, they had an amazing story. And I'm just telling you, God says, test me in this and see if I don't cause your house to overflow. And so if you're giving with us, thank you. If you partner with us online, thank you. It's how the gospel goes forward. And so... Here's the, the big deal about what we're talking about today is a greater country. And our country was being formed, you know, obviously back in the 1700s. And Ben Franklin was kind of in charge of that. It's one of our forefathers. And after months and months and months and months and months of meeting, he said, hey, he stopped everything. He said, hey, why aren't we praying? Why aren't we praying? And so he stopped everything. He said, we were praying, but we got busy. And we've been so busy building this country that we forgot to pray And what you find is when they started praying a week later, we had a country. It took one week after they said, oh yeah, we should probably put God back first where he belongs. And when they did that, we had a country later. And so then uh, the thing about what Ben Franklin said, you find in 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 4, Pastor Robert taught this just a couple weeks ago. And what God tells us, the first thing I want you to do is pray. The first thing that I want you to do is pray. And here's what it says. First First of all, then I urge that petitions, specific requests, prayers, intercessions, prayer for others and thanksgivings be offered on behalf of all people. For kings, rulers, leaders, and all who are in positions of authority, so that we may live a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. And this kind of praying, God says, is good and acceptable and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who wishes all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge and the recognition of the divine truth, which is what we talked about last week. If you missed that message, you need to go back and get it. So then today is not political. I'm not that guy, and and really politics only divide churches, and so we're not going to talk politics today. We're just going to talk about the biblical foundation of our country. And so before we do that, we're going to do what Ben Franklin said to do. We should pray. Father, thank you so much for the great freedom that we have in this country, Lord, for what we get to do. It's not that we take it lightly, and Lord, help us not to be numb to it, Lord, or take it for granted. Lord, everything that we have is good. 
Your word says that you sent Jesus so that we could have life and have it abundantly, Lord. There's no greater place on the face of the earth to have it than in America. And so I thank you for it. Thank you, Lord, for the freedom that we have because of the men and women who serve and fight and protect our country, Lord. Thank you that we get to wake up every morning and I get to talk about Jesus here. It's amazing. Whether we have freedom in, in every avenue of life, we have that freedom because those people serve and die, Lord, so that we can keep it. Thank you, Lord, that no evil can come against us, Father God, as those men and women serve and protect our country. Lord, thank you for Jesus who died so that we could be freed from sin, the ultimate freedom, Lord, freedom in heaven, Lord, an establishment back, in, back at home, back at home where we belong, Lord, where eternal life is for those of us who call Jesus Savior. Thank you, Lord, for today, for opening ears and hearts and hands, eyes to see and hear. Lord, help us to leave better today, and we're going to give you glory for that. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so after Ben Franklin and, and the Constitutional Convention had been completed, Ben Franklin was asked, so what do we have? What do we have? And Ben Franklin replied, you have a republic if you can keep it, if you can keep it. And so it was, and after thousands of years of false starts and wrong turns and tyranny, man finally made the beginning of human government. There was a human government in place. No more idols, no more state shepherds, no more kings, no more empires or emperors, right? No more unrestrained authority, no more state religion, no more mob rule. We had the American Republic. Everybody say republic. republic. Now, republic is not a color or a candidate, by the way. It's a constitutional government. And, and some people call it self-government. It's also called commonwealth. And this is how our forefathers kind of built. Commonwealth is this, an agreement of the people for the common good of the people. An agreement for the people or by the people, for the people, for the common good of the people one in which supreme authority is vested in the people. So then it's not a side or an agenda, but all people, for all people, in all people, for the good of all people, people. Everybody say people. people. So then as we celebrate our country, we need to see that it's easy. It's easy to look at where we are today and, and, and turn, turn around and go, oh man, look at all the stuff that they did wrong. Man, that's terrible. I cannot believe they did that, that, and that. And what we need to see is this, that when we were establishing a country, the people that they were trying to unite, we were trying to unite a front from all the way along the East Coast. And you had people from every different country represented in little bitty colonies all the way down the coast, okay? So you had Irish, and you had Greek, and you had French, and you had Italian, and you had everybody, everybody. And what you need to know is that they were not going to submit to a king again. They came here to get away from that. And so the one thing they had in common was we don't want that. Whatever's going on across the pond, we're out. And so then they weren't going to submit to another king. So they rallied in their commonality. And their commonality was their essential belief in freedom and their essential belief in God. And so then they fought for freedom together. So then, so then these guys from different cultures and different way, guys, we can't even get into it today. But they said, you know what? I'm going to show off all this stuff that I believe over in France to partner with you from Ireland. And we're going to get this done together. And if those people can do it, guys, we have no excuse. We have no excuse when cultures actually came together and believed freedom was the goal. Now, there's many definitions for freedom. If you look at the slide, freedom, there's five that I pulled out of. I think there's 13, but here's, here's the top five. The state of being free or at liberty rather than confinement or restraint. Number two, I want you to highlight two and four if you're taking notes. Two is exemption from external control, interference, or regulation. Number three, the power to determine action without restraint. Number four, political or national independence. 
And number five, personal liberty as opposed to bondage or slavery. Freedom. Our military fights to protect us for two and four, right? Our freedom from external control and for national independence. That's the freedom that our flag stands for. It's why it flies. There's nothing else behind it except that. And so that's what it represents. There's no agenda. There's, there's no misunderstanding. When I see the flag, what I see is the people that you see on your screen right now. I see every different type of military person. There's a military side coming at some point. I see men and women. I see all colors. I see all races. I see all cultures. That's who we see. Karina, will you put that slide up for me? This is, this is who it is. Short and tall, chubby and skinny, right? Plump. My, I got a buddy who calls it portly. I'm just portly. I'm portly. And so then every, everybody from everywhere, because when you're willing to serve our country, it doesn't matter what you look like or where you came from, because we believe in what? Freedom. Freedom. And so the agenda that our military fights for is the independence from external control, right? So we can call America home. And so we can say the land of the free and the home of the brave, right? And we should be partnering and supporting those guys. We have personal freedom no matter where we came from. And so our military fight to keep the USA what it is. And it's why the country was established. And so the goal, um, the goal when the country was established was just that. It was freedom. And it wasn't about all the stuff that you see today. And I want to take you back to what our forefathers talked about. Because the goal when establishing our country was not that we would fight against each other. is that we would rally together and fight for our freedom and for the things that we have. And that we would stand together on our essential beliefs, on the things that we all have in common. And what makes our country great is not policy, it's people. What makes our country great is not policy, it's people. It's the sacrifice of people. It's the sacrifice of the American soldier so that we can be here. The U.S. military paid the price for our freedom on earth. So I'm going to switch to Jesus now. The sacrifice of Jesus is for the human race. And he paid the price for our freedom from sin so then we can have life in heaven. Thank you. Our military gives us freedom in the natural, in earth. Jesus gives us freedom in the supernatural, heaven. This is the Lord's prayer. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to see both happen. We like to see God's kingdom come and his will be done in Fort Collins as it is in heaven. And so the one thing that the men and women of our military have in common and the one thing that, that they have in common with Jesus is this. It's John 15, 13. No greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down a life for their friends. No greater love does a man have than this, than, than he would lay down his life for his friends. They sacrifice for the greater good of people. Both Jesus and our soldiers, they sacrifice for the greater good of people, for the greater good of America as our soldiers, for the greater good of the republic, the free. Everybody say free. free. Now, God's agenda is that the human race would find its home in heaven. That's God's agenda. That's why he sent Jesus. And so what we see is those who established America, our forefathers, believed in God the Father, their creator. They believed he sent his son to earth, his son being Jesus, to make all men, all nations, all cultures, all religions, all races, the human race, free. Everybody say free. Free, free from sin so that they could be restored in their relationship to God and live in freedom on earth and find themselves in heaven with their creator. That's why John 3.16 is so huge. Don't get to share this very often. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world, that's you, that's me, that he even gave his one and only son that whosoever believes and trusts in him as Savior will not perish but have eternal life. You get that. That's freedom. And so individually through Jesus, we gain freedom from our faults, which means we get life in heaven. 
And so then John 14, 6 is why it has to be that way. Jesus said this, I am the only way to God. I am the only way to God and the real truth and the real life. And no one comes to the father, but through me, our forefathers believe this. So then ultimate freedom comes from faith in Jesus and it gives you freedom forever, life in eternity. Now let's go back to the natural and the human side. This is where it gets a little, gets a little complex, a little bit gray. Proverbs 29, 25 says it is dangerous. We go back to the human side of this. It's dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you, but if you trust the Lord, you are safe. Everybody say safe. So then we can't blame, we cannot blame God for the faults of men, regardless of position. They're human. They're human beings. And human beings are imperfect. There's only one perfect person ever. It's God, Jesus, his son. And so then we can't blame God for the faults of men. They're human. Don't be concerned with what they think. So you're going to hear lots of stuff from lots of people, and you're going to get lots of posts and lots of stuff in the media and all that stuff. And man, it, carry, it should carry the amount of weight as a grain of salt. Why? Because the only opinion that really matters is God's. That's the truth, right? And so then when you deal with humanity, you deal with ugly, and you deal with unfaithful, and you deal with inconsistent, and you deal with opinion. And those results are exhausting. And what Proverbs 29:25 says is, God will never let you down. Do you know why God will never let you down? He only knows truth. He only knows truth. He doesn't know your Instagram or your TikTok feed or your <laughs> Facebook feed. He doesn't know any of that. All God knows to do, speak, be, and, and operate in is truth. And so then, if you trust the Lord, you are safe. But if you're concerned with everybody else, whew, life's going to be heavy. It's going to be hard to have peace. Amen? So then... Man, man's going to let you down. God will not. So then there's three separate things I want to help you kind of figure out or find when we're talking about our forefathers and what our country was founded on and built for. First thing is this. Human government was instituted as a defense agency. It was a defense agency. The second thing is it was a protector, not a provider. It protects you. It does not provide for you. And it allows you to be and operate in the laws of nature and nature's God. Do you see the connection there? Everybody say yes. And so then with that, what you see is the start of America. The law of the nation was at the same time the law of God. The law of our country was at the same time the law of God. Now, how far have we got from that today? Everybody just say really far. <laughs> so then they were the same. They were the same based on those three points. This is found in 1 Timothy 2.2. 2. We said it earlier. For kings and all others, we're going to pray for kings and all others who are in authority that they may live a quiet and peaceful life with all reverence toward God with proper conduct. What that's saying, paraphrased, is good government is the will of God. Good government is the will of God. By the way, good government is faceless. It's faceless. It's not me versus you. It's not one versus the other, right? It's not a fight between two opponents or the difference between two policies. It's, it's rooted in Jesus. It's found and, and rooted in the truth. And so then it's trust is in God for the commonwealth, for the common good of all people. Everybody say people. We call those people Americans. And when you come over here from somewhere else and you get a card, we call you an American too. You just have, you get a little title beside it, right? And so good government is the will of God. And what we learn in the gospels is Jesus counseled and taught his disciples to have a balance between God's government and man's government, along with the road to restoration in case we blew it, which is kind of where we are. So. This is where America started. There's four things if you're taking notes. We made special graphics for you for these because it's the 4th of July, guys. And so then the first thing is this. The, 
Our forefathers believed in the law. The law, not the law like you know it. Do not think that I came to do away with or under the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. So Jesus says, don't think I came to do away with the Old Testament or the New Testament. I did not come to destroy anything but to fulfill it. So then their hope, faith, foundation was Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. We have the power and the authority and the right to become free and to be freedom because of Jesus. This is why when you accept Jesus as your Lord, it says you have the right to be called a son and daughter. You find that in Colossians. And so then the second thing that our forefathers uh, built our country on is the great commandment, the great commandment. These are huge titles. This, is, this was it. When Ben Franklin and the crew were putting it together, here it is. It's Matthew 22, 37, 39. Love God with all of yourself and love others as much as you love yourself. It ties beautifully to the next point, but this is the root of self-government. This is the root of self-government and individual freedom under God. This is it. That you would love me with everything you have and that you would love your neighbor as yourself. We believe this once upon a time as a country. The third thing they believed in is the golden rule, which ties beautifully to the great commandment. So that in everything, treat others the same way that you want them to treat you. For this is the, in the essence of the writings of the rulers and the prophets. Golden rule. Everybody knows the golden rule. How many guys know that Jesus came to free everybody from their sin and, and he is the way, the truth, and the life? There's one way to go and it's him. Amen. How many of you guys have ever heard the great commandment before? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. How many of you heard you love your neighbor as yourself? All right, here we go to the great decree. The fourth thing that our forefathers built our country on is this. Oh, I'm going to paraphrase this. First and most importantly, seek his kingdom. That's us together. Why are we seeking his kingdom? Because he only operates in truth. Seek his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being, having the attitude and the character of God, and all things will be given to you as well. I'm going to take care of you. Because why? Because you put me first. Because you put me first. Now, that's the great decree. So then I'm going to go back just a second. When we talk about these four, what you need to think about is when we do these, what happens is harmonious. It's harmonious. And in everything, when we treat others as we wish to be treated, then it's almost like we're being the change that we wish to see. Right? And that's a big phrase right now. Be the change you wish to see, right? Do what you want done to yourself. This is the power, this power, those four, those have the power to make men free and to put government back in the place where they belong. Does that make sense? That's the actual place of government. What do I mean by the actual place of government? It's those first three. Instituted as a defense agency, a protector, not a provider, and operating by the laws of nature and nature's God, those three. And so then, when we go back to this, I have a quick question knowing that, this is, that these four are what make men free. This is what gives us our great country right here when we were founded. If we become sustained, if we become reliant on a system to provide for us as people, okay? Just asking the question because it's not me asking. I'm just telling you this how it came to me. If we, if we become and come to a place where we rely on a system to provide for us, our cell phone, our food, our health care. Where do we rely on God? When do we rely on God? When do I ask God, hey, who becomes God, the system or the Lord? We become place. That's so good. That's so good. The Lord, she's got it. That's why, that's why the Bible says, that's why Jesus said, plant the, word, plant the word in the hearts of children. They will not depart from it, right? And so then, not the system. It's not the system. It's not the system. 
We have to figure out what place is God in our life when it comes to those types of things. The American dream is not dependent on government. It's dependent upon people and the people around you, right? And the reason that people flock to our country to build the life they dream of is because they have the freedom to do so. I just want to flip the script for just a second. If I go to France and try to start a business as an American, do you know what they're going to do to me? They're going to laugh in my face. Do you know why? Because the French take care of the French. And if I go to Italy, it's the same. Elizabeth started a ministry this week. Everybody tell her what's up. If Elizabeth went, and if you want information about her ministry, fill out a connect card, and, I'm gonna get, and we'll get it to her, okay? And just put your email address and your phone number on there and say, Beyond the Change is the name of the ministry that she started. I'm so proud of you. I'm so stinking proud of you. If she went to Ireland to do that, she would not succeed. Do you know why? Because the Irish take care of the Irish. Only in America do we say, come one, come all, and we're going to try to love you all the same. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be ugly. There's going to be hate. There's going to be violence, but we're going to try. Every other country says, no, no, you'll take second place because we give favor. You guys know what it's like to live in a town that's faithful to those who have been here and grown up here and lived here their whole life. Those guys have first place, don't they? It's just how it is. That's just how it is. And that's how it operates in other countries, but not in America. You have freedom, freedom. And so then these four establish order, they bring balance, and they make us a great country. They make us a great country. And so then what are we missing? There's two kind of sub, there's two sub things that our forefathers dealt with, and they're called this, the law of love, the law of love. I'm going to paraphrase this. And here's what 1 Corinthians says in short. Without love, words are meaningless. Without love, actions are empty. Man, if we don't love others, we bring no value. Love is loyal. Love is just. Love believes. Love wins. Love covers everything. It is the greatest. It is the greatest. No greater love than a man have than to lay down his life for his friends. Sacrifice. Love is sacrificial. The second thing is this is the covering. This is a super long, I'm going to paraphrase this in four sentences, I believe. Be strong, stand against evil, for our struggle is not against each other. It's not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities, higher powers. Stay connected and remain. Stay connected to who? To God. And remain in the Lord so you can stand strong and overcome. Rooted in those four, okay? Lastly, don't forget to pray. And then he says this, and keep praying. Don't forget to pray and keep praying. The reason why our country was founded on it, on those four with these six subs, because we always assume, right? The four that I, that I ask you about, we all, we all know Jesus. Everybody raise their hand for Jesus. And we all know the great commandment. And, and we all know um, you know, the golden rule, and we all know the decree. We all know that. And we become so numb to it that it doesn't, there's no action. There's no action. It kind of becomes stagnant, which, which around here, I've learned mosquitoes are just brutal. So you got to mix it up every now and again to get those mosquitoes out of there, right? Why do we live this way? Why do we believe in those four? Why are those our anchors, the anchors of our country, the anchors for us as people? Matthew 5, 19, it's Jesus. Whoever practiced, Jesus says this, Whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great, will be called great in the kingdom of heaven, your freedom in the supernatural. It's because in John, in 1 John 2, 17, he says the world and its desires are gonna pass away, but whoever does the will of God will live forever, forever, forever. America began on those four principles, those four ideas. 
So how do we get back to that? Here's your action steps. Are you ready? This is your place to lead greater where you live. How do I lead greater where I live? Number one, honor one another. Honor one another. This is a huge, this is the value of our church, guys. This is the biggest value of our church. We gather every week, and I hope that you feel honored when you walk in those doors. You should. Honor one another. Love without hypocrisy. That means hear a little bit different and take the rose-colored glasses off. Don't tell somebody who they are or where they've been until you've walked in their shoes. Love without hypocrisy. Honor one another above yourselves. Number two, honor everyone else. Honor, this is really simple. I love this scripture. Honor everyone. Love believers, reverence God, respect your authorities, even if you don't like them. What? Even if you don't like them. Honor them anyways, because God's gonna see it and he's gonna honor you for it. Honor, honor. Number three, honor yourself. Honor yourself. It's so easy. Guys, I think that we do this a lot, especially with the, with the great commandment. You know, you should love God with everything you have and love your neighbor. And we put ourselves in the back burner. I did that for so long. Same thing with the great decree. Seek first kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. And I worked from here at the very bottom and I was pushing everything up. Just keep doing this. If I just keep working, if I just keep working, eventually I'm gonna get to the top, right? And it's not true. It's not true. Honor yourself. Each of you know how to possess yourself by practicing self-control with holiness and honor. Operate in honor. And the fourth one is this, honor God. Honor God the Father. Honor Jesus the Son. It says all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not, does not honor either. And so then, honor God. How can you do this today? You want some practical steps? Thank God for your country. Thank God for the military. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for sending his son, Jesus, so that you could have freedom in heaven. You can wear red, white, and blue today. Tracy's got an amazing dress on. Uh, Elise has an amazing dress on today. So many people wearing red, white, and blue today. It's amazing. Wear red, white, and blue. Represent who we are. Show people. I don't care if it's not popular to love your country. Love your country. It's still the greatest country on the face of the earth. Period. If you see somebody in uniform, say thank you. This brings me to tears every time I do it. I can't, I don't even know why. Because I think of all the time that they've been away from their family. And I try to put myself in the position of being gone from these guys. Man, that would be brutal. So if you see somebody in uniform, tell them thank you. I don't care how you vote. Neither do the people who founded the country. I don't, I don't care how you vote. If they're giving their life for you, say thank you. Say thank you. The greatest thing about all these, all three of these, you can do them every day. You can do them every day. You can do this every day. Honor people. Remember, Jesus came to fulfill everything. Put your faith in Jesus. Love God with everything you have. It's the great commandment. When you do this, when you love God with everything you have, it's gonna be a lot easier to love everybody else because you can lead then. You can't lead where you won't go, so love God with everything you have. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love others. Treat others the way you wanna be treated. Seek God first. When you do these four things, man, life is great. Life is so good. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have trials, trials, but it's going to be good. And God's going to honor you for honoring him. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means more than you know to have you with us. And to all of you who partner with us and support the mission of our church, thank you. We cannot be the church without you. Go ahead and click the link in the description to partner with us now, or you can visit thegrovefc.com forward slash partner. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. This is how the gospel goes forward. 
Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.